This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We're back in the saddle. Y'all thought we weren't going to come back. Come on, player. You know it's Euler and Motes slash that Motes and Euler on a Motes Host Tuesday. We like the sound of our own voices too much. We do. We do. <laughs> and we love that theme right there. Every time that drops, I'm just like, you play ball like a girl. And then I get hyped. So You bob for apples in the toilet. Hey, now. And you like it. You like it. You play on a real diamond porter. Mm-mm-mm. It's the beauty of the movie, man. That is, that is a great. I mean, it's a time. classic. Classic. No classic. question, it's classic. Best baseball movie ever? <sighs> Rookie of the Year. Debatable. It's a good one. Major League. Ma- oh, Major League's fire. It's great. Yes, can't go wrong. With it's Major great. League. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, Motsi. Man, what are these tweets looking like? Yeah, That's what are, I want to know. Can two, we, let's do one or two more tweets, tweets here still. Um, and obviously, you got you know what about uh, about twenty five more minutes here to uh, yep. to get them in still. Anything uh, on the table? Mike Tomlin, NFL Draft. Alejandro Villanueva. Uh, Annie says, "Living, ha, having lived through the Steelers' lean years and living now in Cleveland, the NFL epicenter of instability. <laughs> I like that. The NFL epicenter of it's. Although, you know what? They might have passed that baton to the Jets, but we'll, see, we'll see this year. We'll see if, if the Browns can do it again this year. They might have officially passed that baton to the Very Jets. Very true. Uh, being stable and consistently in contention is infinitely preferable to churning. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Absolutely I definitely right. agree. Churning is a bad feeling. I was a part of churning in Buffalo. Yes, I was you a were. part of churning for a little while in AZ. I don't like churning at all. I like sustained success. I like high-end excellence, and that's what we have right now. Yes. And with that, you do fall, you know, victim to that, was it King's disease and all that stuff where they only expect this from you. And I'm fine with that. I would much rather we have that be our expectation and that be what we have to live up to than mediocrity. I can't stand the mediocrity, I baby. Absolutely agree. Uh, you would continue. You like in, I, you in deep thought. I like this. I'm trying to think of who the other example should be. Hmm. I like I. I think I, I'd rather be Gonzaga basketball. Yes, Mozi. Mm-hmm. Than be Illinois. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Gonzaga, yes, they they haven't gotten over that hump, mm-hmm. but they have been consi- as consistent as consistent can be. They've been to at least the Sweet Sixteen for like seven or eight years. They've played in two national championship games in the last decade. They are always in the conversation, yeah. as opposed to I maybe mean, like Memphis is a good example too, right? Mm-hmm. They had some great years with Derrick Rose and John Calipari. Now, yeah. A little lean, you know, and, lean and, down and, there. And, and 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 now they got Penny Hardaway there, and it's looking like he's putting together a good a good program, a good good recruiting class again. But it's the up and down roller coaster. Yep. Right. I don't I don't want the up and down roller coaster. I don't have the stomach for it. Correct. Yeah. I've done that as a Penguins fan. I don't want to do it. I don't have the stomach. for I don't want to do downs. it anymore. I don't like it at all. We're kind of doing it as Pirates fans, except for the roller coaster just going down. It very rarely yeah. goes up. Well, I mean, you look at them how they are this year, baby. Whew, 70 wins. Here oh, we go. Here we 
Here we go. Let's go, Bucks. Steven says, who else could go 508-8 with a duck at quarterback? This is very true. This. She got featured on, like, Animal Planet for that. Like, very true. Yeah, very he, true. He, was, he went after it. Uh, Thrash also, uh, our buddy says, our buddy out west, Gregory, he tags Gregory. We haven't heard from Gregory in a while, but you we know, haven't. But it's the offseason. It's the offseason. Gregory, CR, and listen, we, we Devin, we, we know. Y'all, those of you amongst yeah. us who, we've said this before, but I think it bears repeating. If you, listen, if you need to unplug, if you need to you know, digest during the off season, mm-hmm. right? Like the Arthur it gets Most, heavy on you. The three hundred sixty-five day a year fanhood is not for everybody. Mm. It, it's just not. It's I, a different lifestyle. I I get how that is. I it get, gets you, gory at times in the off season. Yes. So we do not knock you for that, but we have said too. We do you know maybe a little brown nosing points for those who <laughs> those who never leave us throughout the off season. Right. 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 <laughs> Uh, he said that Gregory sent uh, sent me this video, and I had to share it with you guys and with Wes because we all know his love for Jim Carrey. Looks like a Jim Carrey impersonation video. Ooh, so thank you, Thrash okay, and Gregory. Okay. I will watch this. You're not watching as, it now, right? No, as soon as but as soon as because you are working. As soon as the segment's over. Okay, I was gonna say, can, can, can we be back at work? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Arthur, <Oates, laughs> we'll check on the tweets again before uh, before we get out of here. But I know now you want to do a little QB. Uh, top five. Yeah, man, I figured it's only right. You know, we've been going down our list of uh, top five 2021 NFL draft pick Correct. prospects and things along that nature. Correct. And granted, we're currently not in the market for quarterback, but we still got to do our due diligence for, you know, football purposes. Of course. So with course. that being the case, we'll do like how we did last time, man. I would give my number five, then you give your number five. I'll give my number four, so forth and so forth. Works for me. All right, so for me, man, starting out, I got to go with Trey Lance. Uh, I have him at number five, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. I love his raw ability. I mean, he can throw it downfield, can run with the best of them, great size, was dominant at his level, and he controlled the things that he could control. But the reason why I have him rated five versus, you know, being higher than some of these other quarterbacks is solely because of the lack of competition at the FCS level, mm-hmm. particularly in his conference. It's not like he was playing in the CA where JMU plays, where it's a lot tougher just week in and week out. They weren't seeing that week in and week out. But then you add into the fact that he only played one game this year because of COVID, right? So he's he's played, what, 17, I think 16, 17 total collegiate That's games. About it. In the past two years, mm-hmm. and now you want him to come in here and be the day one guy, franchise quarterback of an NFL team after this long of a layoff as well, it just makes me super uneasy because I already have the questions of FCS to NFL, can you make that jump at quarterback? But then when you add in the lack of football experience at the collegiate level and the recent lack of playing because of COVID, it just makes me a lot more uneasy about him compared to some of these other guys. I agree. Arthur Motes, I think there is a gap. There's going to be five guys taken in the first round, yeah. right? I mean, might be four of them in the top ten. Five could be in the top ten realistically. To me, there's three of these guys that are a step ahead of the other two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey Lance is one of the other two, as is my fifth-place guy, Mac Jones. Okay, okay. Um, I, I, I've got them flip-flopped. And I, and I could certainly argue either way, but here's the difference for me, Arthur Motes. Mac Jones, I just less starts in college than Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny how you know for 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 kids out of Alabama, for certain kids, this kind of stuff never gets brought up. But you know, for Baker Mayfield, it was the biggest deal ever. Mac Jones got a DUI in college. Yeah. 
It's funny, mm-hmm. you don't hear much about that in terms of decision making and all these other things. You know, they they drill Baker about Mayfield. It. They drill Baker Mayfield for that kind of stuff. Funny, no one's talking about that I mean, with Mac Jones. They they questioned if Justin Lawrence had character issues and we were like I mean, Justin Fields had character issues. We're like, where, where, like, where did this second. even one come of these from? five guys has been arrested? Like, what? <laughs> and it's not Justin Fields. Now, yeah. Arthur Most. I also I, I need to preface that by saying I, I Mac, I'm not saying Mac Jones is a criminal. I'm not. He's a kid right. who made a dumb mistake. He got a DUI in a college town. All right. I did dumb things when I was 17, 18, 19, 20. I, mean, I, I still do dumb things. Okay. You do? <laughs> um, but it is funny how, you know, we just pick and choose the programs that they come out of their personality. You know, Baker Mayfield's brash demeanor, I think, was a part of the reason. But, you know, Mac Jones is the smiley, quiet mm-hmm. guy. So nobody wants to dare discuss that. Everybody brings up how he had the second highest uh, passer rating in college football last year just behind Mac Jones, and that's great. But Arthur Motes, when you dig deeper into that, mm-hmm. which I did, you want to know Mac Jones's passer rating on throws after his first read? Oh, uh-oh. What you got for me? It's horrible. <sighs> so you're saying it's not good? It's less than 80. Ooh. It is, Arthur Motes, if you include Kyle Trask in this conversation— if you include Davis Mills in this conversation, mm-hmm. the worst of those top seven guys. His passer rating Sheesh. when he is forced to look off his first read. Yeah. He, he's been in the best situation of any of these guys. Look at his offense. He's got two wide oh, receivers yeah. that are going to be first-round picks. He's got a running back that's going to be a first-round mm-hmm. pick. He's got some offensive linemen that could be first-round picks. I'm not saying, Arthur Motes, that I don't think Mac Jones can be a good quarterback in the National Football League. That is not what I'm saying. But I'm saying from my standpoint, there's some guys here that have some questions, but I Mm -hmm. am asking more about Mac Jones in terms of those questions with only 13 games played, with what I know is a quarterback who just struggled when he had to go off his first look. Man, it reminds me of Kirk Cousins. Man, it reminds me of Jared Goff. And again, those guys are not bad quarterbacks. Don't don't you come at... Captain Kirk like that, all right? Those guys are not bad quarterbacks. Yeah. You can win with those guys at quarterback. We've seen it. Kirk's won games. Jared Goff was in a friggin' Super Bowl. Facts. But to me, if I'm taking a quarterback in the top 10, that's not what I want, those limitations. And that is why Arthur Motes, I've got Mac Jones at five. I could definitely see that sentiment. I totally second a lot of that, which is why I have Mac Jones at four. Because – yeah, you, you can see when he is forced to, you know, go through his progressions is not as crisp. But for me, the the part that stood out the most when I compare him to the other guys, I said it was so hard to evaluate him because at times his receivers were just too wide open. So wide open. There, it's, it's not even – it's like three, four yards of separation every time he's throwing it. And if I'm trying to evaluate that at the NFL level, you're hardly ever going to see that. NFL open is I'm touching you on your right arm and you put it in the, in his left arm. Like, that's NFL open. So we haven't seen a lot of those style throws from Mac because of the talent that he played mm-hmm. with. Not saying that he's not capable of it, but we just didn't see a large sample size of that. And that, to me, is what makes me the most nervous. But the thing in terms of why I have him at four and I have him rated ahead of Trey Lance is I don't have to worry about him in big moments. He definitely rises to the occasion in big moments. We've seen that time and time again with him this past season, and I just feel like he's a natural leader. You watch how he controls and commands the offense. Even though he's not the most talented player out there, they respond to him. You saw it even translate to the Senior Bowl and how how he was during that whole week of practice down there. Natural leader. I like that. And I still feel that he moves well enough. He throws – I mean, he, he looks like 
you know, the 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 remnants of a Brady Big Ben combo of just the size, but how he can't really he's not the fastest guy, but can move just enough, but finds ways to get the job done. Certain things it's just like you can't account for that. I don't know how to put a statistic on that, but he finds a way. He finds a way. And they respond. That's that's well said. It is. It absolutely is. And he's a guy who, you know, his his timing is fantastic. And, and you're right. He just he has always found a way. He, his accuracy is certainly there. We can mm-hmm. talk about how open his guys are, but his throws he's making still accurate. No, I, you're absolutely right. And I do. I got number four, uh, Trey Lance. So we just we just yeah. flip flopped those it. guys. Um, I'm very excited about the physical tools that he possesses. Mm-hmm. Remember how when we were talking about Trey Sermon, how I said, yeah, like you cut the tape on for this guy, and he's always making nice plays. He just, he just gets it done. He just doesn't necessarily have a physical trait that wows you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the opposite with Trey Lance. Like Trey Lance has some physical traits that wow you. Maybe it's the opposite of Mac Jones in this regard too, Motsi. The biggest question for me is the accuracy. Mm, you know, like okay. I think he's got the athleticism. He's got the build and the body type. Yeah, he translates nicely into what we think the modern quarterback is going to look like for the next decade in the NFL. Very true. Doesn't have a ton of tape, not against high-quality competition, and the accuracy, to me, is concerning. Hit on just 44% of his passes beyond the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. I've got him at number four. Like I said, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, you could really either order. I'm not going to argue. I just but I feel think, like I think the other three guys that we're going to talk about yeah. are clearly a step ahead. I feel like with Mac Jones and Trey Lance, it's going to be personal preference. Yes, correct. One is going to come in. How they fit your offense. Right, your one scheme. come yeah. in and he's going to be ready to go a lot sooner than the other guy. The other guy, though, has the potential to be a superstar, a megastar. So that's kind of the dynamic that you would have to go with of, well, do I want to go with the safer prospect or the, or, or the, the high-risk, high-reward guy? For me, you know, I like to err on the side of caution. I like to play it a little bit safe as it pertains to those guys. But now this third guy I got to talk about, man, he gets it. He, I, I like his game. He, he's growing on me. Mr. Zach Wilson. Or, or should hey. I call him the, the, the pro, pro day champ, right? Is that what I'm supposed to call him? The, the champion pro, of the pro day? The pro day all pro? Yeah, because he said he, he won the pro day, right? That's, what, they, that's what he said, right? Oh, well, you, get a, you get a trophy for that? I, I think so. Yeah, like shirts to say you undefeated. Yeah, something like that. But give him the pro day trophy. Yeah, but I like Zach Wilson a lot, man. At three, um, yeah. and mainly because of the opposite of what I said about Mac Jones. Every throw that I saw from Zach Wilson was NFL caliber throws because the receivers that he had at BYU, even though they were good enough for that division, they were nowhere near the firepower that Justin Fields, Trey Lance, or, or excuse me, Trey, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and all these other guys, you know, played with. It, it was hardly any separation. But he puts that ball in places where only his receivers can get it. It didn't matter if they were single coverage. It didn't matter if it was double coverage. His accuracy, arm strength, and ball placement is beautiful. I mean, outside of uh, Trevor Lawrence, I like his arm the best. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just what it is to me. Now, my knock on him, though, is, number one, the competition that he played against. But number two, they say he's 6'3". But when you watch him on tape, you watch him in the game, he doesn't look 6'3". He looks a little shorter than that. And not saying that you can't be successful if you're closer to six foot or 6'1", but it does make it a little bit more difficult. And it's something I would definitely like to know. Yes. But that, that that's kind of like my thing with Zach. Just how does he, how is he going to fare against the better competition and in those bigger moments? Like you said, we've seen Trevor Lawrence. We've seen Justin Fields. We've seen Mac Jones in big moments, BCS. 
championships. We've seen that, college football plus. We've seen all of that. SEC championship. Like, week in and week out, it's a big game for those guys. It's nothing new. We've never seen Zach. Well, his, his biggest game was what, Navy? His biggest game was Coastal Carolina? Coastal Carolina. That, whoa. Where he was not good. Whoa, that's a big game. Coastal Carolina is a big and game. He was not what, good in that. What happens when I mean he, he had to go to Mighty Myrtle Beach and play wait, in front wait, of wait, that wait. hostile crowd, Arthur Moses. What, what happens when it's Monday good. night and you on the road in Baltimore? What happens when you gotta come to Hinesville? That's a big moment. Like that that's a, that makes me super nervous about him, mm-hmm. though. That that's my knock on him. I man, I completely concur with everything you just said. Um I will say this for Zach Wilson. The arm talent is undeniable, mm-hmm. right? And that is, hey, that is a huge part of the battle oh, of being is, a man. franchise quarterback in the NFL. The arm talent is there, and it's undeniable. But it's everything else around him that that has me questioning. Yeah, um, he he's not your prototypical build of an NFL quarterback. Now we've seen a movement off that in recent years as well too neither is baker mayfield he's been he's been fine neither is drew Brees. he's gonna go to the hall of fame kyler murray is not your typical nfl build he's been just fine his first two years in the league as well too so it's a concern it's not as big of a concern you know as it might have been 10 years ago 15 right. 20 years ago um but i'm with you too he is just untested under pressure and I mean that. That's scary. I mean though. that both in the game sense and in the personal sense. Motes, you go back and watch BYU this past year. They crushed everybody mm-hmm. they played except for the game they lost to Coastal Carolina. Right. He he's not great under pressure. You know, it's the the arm talent again is undeniable. Mm-hmm. But it's one thing to make the the, the impressive throws in an air conditioned indoor facility mm-hmm. with no pass rush. With no crowd noise, to, with, with with no expectations. As opposed yeah. to, let's say, I don't know, playing in the AFC West with the New York Jets offensive mm-hmm. line in front of you and that Miami Dolphins or Buffalo Bills defense mm-hmm. breathing down your neck. Night and day. It is a night and day difference. And like Motes pointed out too, again, I, I am not. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I am not a football evaluator. I am certainly not a quarterback guru, all right? But when you go back and cut on his tape, it was so easy for him all year, mm-hmm. except for when it wasn't against Coastal Carolina, and we saw and it, he and we just saw looked like. like a deer in headlights. Yep. One of the only games, one of the few games the entire year that he didn't throw for over 300 yards, only had 240 yards in that game, one touchdown, one interception, 64% yep. completion percentage. For the Look at the rest of his numbers. That is, a like I said, an almost a drastic drop-off from every other game. And at the end of that game too, when they had every opportunity to go and win that thing, he was getting beat up in the backfield. Now, again, you can talk about his his offensive <laughs> line, all oh, those things. <laughs> he was getting beat up in the backfield. <laughs> I think he was though. <laughs> Which, can we talk about that? If you're BYU, he was, if you're BYU and somebody treats your quarterback, you are sick care, with that bro. by the way. You're sick with that. You got three defensive linemen from Coastal Carolina beating like, up on your quarterback. No, no, that's just like what like are you like, doing, like BYU. Beating him like literally. But after the whistle. <laughs> literally. And nobody from BMU, BYU does anything. Nobody runs off the sidelines. Like, are you kidding me? I'd come out there with a sledgehammer on, if somebody was acting man. like that towards my quarterback. Mozi again. If that is Ben. There is no more game. The game is over. The game's over. You saw, remember when Eric Reed, he didn't even hit Ben. He missed Ben. If that and they almost Justin, stopped the whole if game. If that happened to Justin Fields yeah. or Trevor Lawrence, you think that's Come what on, it looks man. like? If that happened to Mac Jones, you think. My man was getting mauled out there. Yeah, like, yeah. golly. I tell you what, if you're, if you're like a BYU offensive lineman 
and I'm a coach interviewing you ahead of this draft, I'm asking you about that. Why mm-hmm. the hell are you letting your quarterback get killed yeah. and you're standing there and you're looking at the referee with your palms up like looking for a I don't care about an ejection when that's the situation. I don't care. When, when there's three defensive linemen who are twice the size yes. of our quarterback yes. clearly targeting him, yes. you go do something about it. Like, wow. <laughs> the, I totally forgot about that, man. Dude, yes. The, oh, man, yes. And, that's why they, they just, they, and so that's why, too, it's maybe harder for me to pin that all on Zach Wilson because that whole BYU team just went soft in that game. Soft is understated. But man. he's the quarterback. He's the guy who's probably going to be the they second overall pick. They were on vacation, pick. man. You know how these bowl games go. Mozi, the arm talent is undeniable. There's just uh, some other stuff around there that makes me question, and that's why Zach Wilson is clearly number three for me. Mm-hmm. And I think there's there's even a little – we talked about how there is. There's a gap for Zach Wilson between Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Right. I think there's a little bit of a gap, too, between Zach Wilson and the two guys above him. No, I agree with that. Absolutely I do, man. Not a massive one, but, no, no, but, 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 but there is a gap, but a gap nonetheless. I, I just think that Wilson, he's the safest slash scariest as well because of those things. You know he's going to be a good week-in and week-out quarterback, but he's, like you said, the big moments are what's going to dictate if he can become great or not. Yeah. And when you're taking a guy in the top ten at quarterback, you want him to become great, not just good. We're not looking for, you know, Sam Darnold's. We're, we're, we're looking for – you know, the the next Josh Allen, the next Russell Wilson, those caliber guys. So, yeah. You ain't looking for good. Nah. You're looking for great. When you're drafting that high, you got to get greatness, baby. I agree. All right. Now, for number two. I think we'll be lockstep here the rest of the way, but let's I see. I know, man. I, I've heard some wacky stuff lately, man. Not not from you, but I've heard some wackiness. But I'm glad that thus far we've been on the same page here. But uh, for me, man, I got to go Justin Fields here at number two. I'm not a guy that is going to, the closer it gets to the draft, come up with different reasons now yeah. to talk myself out of exactly. Justin Fields being at number two. No, we know what Justin Fields is. He's a great athlete, can throw the rock. People question, well, he holds the ball too long. Well, in Ohio State's offense, they're forced to read these receivers' routes. It's no different than what you saw. Let's see, um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, when he was with Stevie Johnson in Buffalo, he did it a lot. Uh, let's see, who else? Man, New England Patriots, Wes Walker, Julian Edelman running their option routes. Brady would have to do the same thing. Very similar in terms of those concepts. So I'm not – I don't have an issue with that. I don't think that that's going to be something where, oh, he can't read defenses and go through his progressions. I don't, I'm not worried about that at all. Yeah. But with and that's me, also a cor- that's a very correctable absolutely. thing. Absolutely, like your processing yeah. speed. You know what I mean. You can get that right. That that that's compared just, to arm strength or something. Right, like it's that. certain things or or clamming up in big moments. Hundred percent. If you clam up in big moments, like there, it's not really a lot that we can do to, to remedy that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So when I think of Justin Fields, though, he doesn't clam up in those moments. In fact, that's what got him in the position that he's in right now yep. because of his ability to perform in big moments. Mm-hmm. So. Definitely confident in what he's able to do. The knock on him is just going to be, can he consistently pass at a high level at the NFL level? Because going back to what we said about um, going back to what we said about Mac Jones and those other guys, at the talent, the, the talent uh, at wide receiver is going to be different. You're not going to have this gap yes. where I know this guy is always going to be the best receiver on the field. They don't have a corner that can guard him. That's not the case at the NFL level. Those guys, they get they, they get high-paid all-pros on defense as well. And that's going to be the part where, all right, can he consistently throw at that level? But, I mean, we could say the same thing about Trevor Lawrence. We Absolutely. could say the same thing about any of these guys. Absolutely. So that's why it's not deterring me from picking – or for him being the second quarterback off the board. I think that's well said by you, Motsi. I agree. Uh, Justin Fields is my number two as well, too. I think people are just they're, – they're talking themselves out of this guy too and for much. for what? 
For what? I don't know because all I saw, right, is you talk about that under pressure and everything. All I saw was a guy, Justin Fields, that a year ago, right, in 2019, yeah. well, a, a season ago, like not this Correct. past right. season in college football, the one before like the LSU and Joe Burrow season, who threw that interception in the end zone, right, at the end of the mm-hmm. game against at the end of the game against Clemson uh, to stop Ohio State from going to the national championship again in 2019 before last year. All I saw was a guy who was devastated in that moment and from there did everything to lead Ohio State back to to win, to beat Clemson the next year, to go to the national championship game and, I mean, lose to one of the best teams that we've seen in a long time Mm -hmm. in Alabama. Um, I I think back to the Indiana game this past year, too, where Ohio State was just not good, shambolic. Their defense was hemorrhaging points, and Justin Fields put the team on his back and won that game for them. Uh, I'm with you, Motsi. If, you, if if his processing speed, right, his decision-making in that regard and how fast he can process reads down the field is the biggest concern, I'll work with that all day. Right, because there, like you said, there are plenty other things that could be concerning. If it was yep. arm strength, if it was accuracy, if it was throwing motion, those are things that, yeah, man, all right, we got we to gotta get this worked out. But like I said, that other stuff is correctable. I think we'll be fine. I think he will be fine. Totally agree. The big thing I'm concerned Especially about with him is just in San Francisco. Yes, like, like, that's the thing I'm worried about. Are you going to San Fran or are you going to Jersey? Because that that can be very Coast, different. <laughs> him in San Fran? Oh, you're gonna be fine. Don't worry about anything. You're gonna be more than fine. Right? You go to Jersey? Ah, I feel a little nervous for you. I'm concerned. But that's that. Ditto. <laughs> so I guess we both can agree on the number one quarterback, Kellen Mond, out of Texas A&M, right? Uh, no, I was thinking that it was obviously Kyle Trask out of Florida, SEC, SEC. Uh, Davis, Davis Mills. You, yeah, Andrew, oh, like Luck, Davis Mills. Andrew Luck right, 2.0. Yeah, I can see that. I can definitely see that, man. No, nah, man, we know who this is, Sunshine. man. Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Mr. Tank Sunshine. for Trevor, man. Just remember, we were the original. We were the originators of the Tank for Trevor. Uh, sweepstakes. We were. You know, we, we came with this thing. And unfortunately, we did not participate in it to our best of our ability. So here we are in this situation yeah, right you here. Blame, you can blame us. But, yeah, man, I'm definitely not talking myself out of this one. I've seen people try to have Zach Wilson go at the, as number one quarterback. I've seen Trey Lance going as number one quarterback. I've seen Justin Fields as number one quarterback. At the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we both know this decision was made two years ago when this young man, as a true freshman, went down there and, and put the schlacking on Bama in the natty. Yeah, it was nothing else to talk about. It was like, oh, this kid was just doing this to high school kids seven months ago. Now he's out here doing this against, oh, yeah, oh, you look at the names of that defense who was out there. Okay. Nobody's ever yeah. made Nick Saban look that silly. Exactly. From start to finish, no well, flukes. Since, since Nick Saban left the Dolphins, nobody's yeah, yeah, made very Nick true, Saban very look true. that silly. Very true. But, yeah, it, it was clear cut back then. My thought process hasn't changed because my eyes haven't changed. I, t- I cut the tape on. I see leadership. I see a guy who rises up in big moments. I see a guy who can run. I see a guy who can make every single throw in the pocket and on the run. And he has prototypical size. I mean, you talk about the quote-unquote perfect quarterback prospect, that's what he looks like. That's what it is. Now, that doesn't mean that it's going to material uh, materialize at this level, but everything is pointing to that being the case. So, yeah, I'm not going to, like I said, get here a week away from the draft and all of a sudden say, well, you know what? I don't think he's the guy anymore. You know, now that I think about this, let me talk myself out of it. No, baby. Yeah, it ain't rocket science. No, we know who this guy is. We know he's the man. He's been the man. Yep. He said it himself since 14. I don't need a chip on my shoulder. I walk around knowing that everybody wants my throne. Since I was in eighth grade, everybody told fun. me that I was going to be yeah. a, you know, an all pro in the NFL Listen, one day. 
it, it's, it's pressure in terms of being the underdog, having to overcome it. But it's also a lot of pressure when yeah. you when you that big dog oh, on absolutely. top. Trust you got that you got that target yeah, on your back. It's yeah. different, man. But to be fair, right? He's had that target on his back for five yeah. for five years now. Absolutely, and he handles it the way he's supposed to handle and it. He handles man. it the way he's supposed to handle it. Trevor Lawrence, number one, absolutely. Yeah. The only question that I have about Trevor Lawrence is: Can the Jacksonville Jaguars organization do right by him? Right, a lot of yeah. the same stuff we've talked about with the with the Jets. Uh, Motsi, you know this as well as anybody. Half the battle in the National Football League is where you land. I think particularly for quarterbacks, right? I mean, especially for quarterbacks. Look at Ryan Tannehill as an example, right? Mm -hmm. Um, A guy that was highly touted, everyone wrote him off, and then he gets in the right situation, and all of a sudden, again, it looks like we expected. Drew Brees, second-round pick to San Diego, has the injury, everybody writes him off, ends up in a much better situation in New Orleans, and ends up being one of the best 10 quarterbacks easily that we've ever seen play the game. Your situation is... In life, period, a lot of times depends on what's around you, the support. Um, but I think particularly for – hell, Motsi, look at me. I mean, look at my status <laughs> as a radio guy since I was fortunate enough to get paired hey, with the Arthur Motes, all right? Stop it. You got to have the right team and the right people around you in any walk of life. But I think particularly at the quarterback position in the National Football League, that's my only question about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Can Urban Meyer, uh, can the Jacksonville Jaguars do right by him, surround, you know, the right scheme, the right, right staff, the right, you know, offensive line and, and all that stuff? Uh, because if they do, yeah, this is going to be a guy who for 15 years is is going to be dang good. Well, and I do like the fact that he is going down there to Urban Meyer. Yes. Because Urban Meyer is very familiar with the collegiate level. And for Trevor, he has zero experience at the professional level. So at least their mindsets and mentalities aren't going to clash too much initially. Now, it's going to be interesting to see how Urban handles the rest of the guys, right? That's the part that's going to be different. But as a whole, I do like the fact that he's going to have that, you know, in terms of them both being their first year together down there. They just kind of build from there, man. But the situation is key. Gosh. We're way overdue for a break here. Um, so A break? Well, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> the break until no, Thursday. The break until Thursday. Yeah. Um, just real quick shout out, Rebecca, the lit one. The lit, 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 lit. She says, oh, yeah, I'm a super fan of the show year round over here. Love my Steelers and my Steelers Blitz boys. Uh, Harry as well, too. You know, just people wanted to make sure that the, the, the year round love. Harry says, come on, Euler. I mean, we need you guys for seven days a week. Ooh. Oh, listen, Ooh. Harry, if you listen, if they want us for seven days a week, write your congressman, all right? Write your senators and say Moats and Euler need uh, compensation and they need working phone lines. Listen, I'm protesting <laughs> if they try to schedule me for seven days a week. I'm just throwing that out there. I can do it if the money's right, all right? I don't work seven days anymore. Okay, six days a week. Six days too much to that. And listen, I got a five-day max. Actually, no, I give you six days because obviously when the season hits, we we, we, we like to every once in a while do a little something-something on the weekend. Harry, write your congressman. Make yeah. it happen. Yeah. But other than that, man, hope y'all enjoyed this show because we definitely did. We did. Always a blast. Shout-out to the producer, man, Mr. Wesley Yule on the ones and uh, twos. Doing what he does best. And I also got to shout-out the Power Grid, the Mega Watch, because they were interactive. They were always showing up like they do. And last but certainly not least, I got to shout-out my co-host. You know my co-host. Ah. His name is – uh. Wesley Euler. Oh, my gosh. I mean, this guy wears many hats, but he has the best hair out there. Don't worry about it, man. So, appreciate y'all again. And make sure y'all come back because you already know where to find us. It's on your 24-7 home.
of the black and gold. Steelers. Uh-huh. Nation. Mm-hmm. Radio. There it is.